Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Adaletta Avdich of the Get an Attitude podcast. Adaletta was born in Bosnia in the early 90s and came to the United States as a refugee when she was just five years old. Having escaped a life of hardship and war, her and her family arrived in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where they were part of a Catholic refugee rescue taken in by a Catholic priest and his family. The help from the church allowed Avdich's family to start a new life in the U.S. and afforded her dad the opportunity to become a professional pilot. As his career progressed, it would later take her family to Los Angeles three years later. She has been working since she was 16 and went on to graduate from the University of Arizona with a degree in psychology and a minor in business writing. Taking that writing degree to a new level, Adaletta established her blog, Attitude.com, in 2013 as a part of a senior class college project. Fast forward to the present day, after years of dedicated posts, she speaks to thousands of readers a month. Now knownly glo- globally known as Attitude, on social media, she is sought after by major brands to be their brand ambassador. Over 600,000 followers later, she is an accomplished social media influencer and well-known blogger that covers various topics, including beauty, travel, and lifestyle, and fashion. So I'm super excited to have Ada here to chat today all about her podcast and what it's like to have a podcast manager and things like that. So let's just dive right in. Hi, Ada. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here, and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and just really how you got started with it all, including your podcast. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be chatting with you now on your show because you've been on mine. It's always fun to go back and forth with people that you already feel comfortable talking with. So I'm really excited. Um, Okay, so telling you a little bit about myself. Um, I don't know where to start exactly, but what I do today is I'm a blogger, lifestyle content creator. I'm a podcaster. Um, I would still say I'm a YouTuber, even though I'm very inconsistent. And I think overall what started this journey for me was my love for writing and my love for travel. And that's kind of originally how I started my blog and a lot of my content. Um, But yeah, now I'm just this digital content creator and I do a lot of different things on different social networks. But I think... The biggest thing is really just my focus right now with video on Instagram as well as TikTok and just um, YouTube as well is really where I've been kind of focusing my energy as well as my podcast, which is really a passion project for me at this point, but it's really opened my eyes to new careers and niches and just different people going through different walks of life, which has been really exciting. So that is me in a nutshell today. Yeah, you are super on that video content. I like I like to watch her TikToks. Um, if anyone wants to go follow her, she always has like really cool beauty advice and like lifestyle tips and stuff like that. So it's really fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so I, I've been loving kind of following along with that. And obviously with your podcast and stuff, it's been really interesting. Um, so what made you like actually want to start a podcast? I know 
I actually know why, but <laughs> tell the audience why you decided to start your podcast and how long it's kind of been in the making and how long it's actually been out into the universe. So the podcast has been in the making for probably over a year now. I think I started originally talking about it sometime last summer. It was kind of a thought in my mind. And with my fiance actually being able to leave his corporate job at the end of 2019 and join my team, it really gave me the time and just the ability to make the podcast happen. Because for me, the podcast had to be something. So obviously I have help with the podcast because I can't edit and manage and do all this stuff on my own, but I really wanted it to be truly a passion project. It was not supposed to be a moneymaker. Um, it was just really for me, myself, to understand and learn more about different people and what they do. And then also educate an audience about that as well. And, you know, oftentimes, especially in my old corporate job, you know, you have different departments in a lot of these corporations and every department thinks that their job and what they do is the hardest. You know, marketing will say whatever about sales and say sales is lazy and they get make all this commission and then sales will say, what does marketing do? They haven't sent me this collateral in two weeks, you know, and everyone always kind of like talks crap about other departments and other people because they don't really understand it. And so, just having that perspective from my old corporate job really made me realize that people in today's day and age don't think a lot of jobs are that difficult. You know, when someone looks at me and says, oh, she's a content creator, like, ooh, that's so hard. They don't understand that I'm staying up till two, three in the morning to get a lot of stuff done. This content doesn't make itself. And sure, I'm not over here performing open heart surgery. Of course not. It's not, a, it's not in the same breath of that at all. But at the same time, I'm still putting in hard work in a different way. And so the podcast was really to bring that out and have different people in these different niches kind of come and explain what they do, how hard they work, the blood, sweat, and tears that it's taken to bring them into their lifestyle and their passion. And so I think for me personally, it started maybe two, three years ago, just kind of thinking about this idea of interviewing people, really started conceptualizing about a year ago and then... Um, everything officially launched, I think it was in February of 2020. So it's been a couple months now. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a long journey to get here. It was not something that I just woke up one day and was like, I'm doing this. And then it happened the next week. It's been a long time kind of digesting and analyzing and conceptualizing and trying to figure out, you know, who are the guests going to be? What is going to be the goal of each episode, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate how you have a different mix of people. Cause you know, some shows are just like all influencers or all people in this one space of business or whatever. So you have people who are fashion designers and fashion photographers and, you know, mental health professionals and like fitness people, you just have like a wide variety of people. So it's been really interesting every week to listen along and kind of chat about, you know, what's coming up for you and, everything is different every single week, no matter like, even if you do have similar questions, like what's a day in the life? Like, I know you ask that to a lot of your people, but it's never the same because everyone has such different careers mm -hmm. and day-to-day -day life. So it's, it's always really interesting to listen along. So I love that. And I love that you were so like intentional about it too. Cause some people are like, okay, I have a podcast. They're quick starts. They want to start it immediately, but that's mm -hmm. not how it was for you. And no. it's it's nice because you knew what you wanted to do and you wanted to take the time to digest it and make sure that it was a viable thing for you to add to your plate before hopping in and then like putting out 10 episodes and being like, okay, this is too much work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. 
Yeah. So at this point in time, what kind of is your format for your show? So I, I know what it is, but for the audience, kind of like, do you do like solos, interview, a mix of the two? And then how often are you putting out your new episodes? So everything you're going to ask me, you already know. So <laughs> this is really, yeah, just for the audience, because you are the expert on my podcast. You actually listen to all my episodes, <laughs> probably more than I even do. Um, but what I like to do, and you know, we, we kind of went back and forth with this initially, and this is kind of where I decided that this is going to have to be interview style because I want to bring other people into the mix. And it's interview style, but it's all virtual and over Zoom. Um, I don't have a studio where I can, you know, bring people in for in-person interviews. So we both just log in um, and have that interview style where I'm asking the guest a bunch of questions. And then every other week I've decided I did want to have the option to do a solo. So every other week I'll do a solo episode where I'm just talking about what's on my mind, my favorite products at the moment. You know, I just did an episode about the Sephora sale. Um, just whatever is happening in the moment just to kind of stay with the times because I do want to you know, put my two cents in at the right time. And the solos are really easy to edit because it's just me. And honestly, I'm very, very OCD about over recording when it's a solo. So I just pause it and then start, you know, when I need to. And it's so much easier to control that when you don't have another person. So those are pretty easy to pump out. But yeah, so it's a little bit of both actually. And um, we, we do one guest episode a week. And then, like I said already, a solo with just me every other week. So putting out six new episodes each month on average. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right about the solo episodes. Definitely a lot easier to edit because you are controlled with what you say. You don't say, um, all the time. You don't say like all the time. I mean, of mm -hmm. course there are times where you say, um, cause you're a human, of not course. a robot. <laughs> of course. It's not like, 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 um, 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 um. And I'm like, yay, solo episode time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've noticed that over time. And I think, you know, what you asked earlier, you said kind of what was, you know, the motivation and how long have I been thinking about it? A lot of people over the years have told me that I'm a really good speaker. And you know, what's interesting is I can, you know, I can speak right on the fly and I can speak on a presentation or on a panel or, you know, be a conference speaker. The thing for me, and I was just talking about this with one of my guests actually about public speaking is that I can truly go up there and do it, but it's the anticipation before I get up there where I am, feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm sweating. I'm so scared. I'm shaking. I'm nervous. But once I get up there, it's like I'm in my element. And I really wish my body just didn't have that like fight or flight response essentially before because it just makes me so panicky. And I feel that energy every time I do it. And I've done so much public speaking, even with my old job, you know, presenting to clients and presenting to the CEOs. I've done so much of it, but I'm so nervous every single time. And I just really wish this happens with every podcast episode too. I'm always like, Oh, I wonder what they're going to be like today. You know, because you know, from experience, you don't know if the person's going to be super conversational or if it's going to be like pulling teeth and you have to basically roll with the punches and figure out, am I going to be doing most of the talking in this person's interview today? Or are they going to be doing most of the talking? And you just kind of have to figure out what type of person you have. And it's just the public speaking and like the nervousness, I feel like never goes away. I don't know how you feel about that, but I feel like I'm always nervous to jump on a show with anyone or have someone on mine. I feel like honestly, for me, it's gotten easier over time. I mean, it has been about 
two and a half years for me personally. Um, and I am an introvert, so it was a big learning curve for me. I do still get nervous when I'm on other people's shows just because I don't know if they're going to ask me, but yeah. as a host, I don't really feel that nervous, especially because I know the questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I have had interviews that are like pulling teeth and I know you probably have too, um, which are not always the most fun because you're like, okay, what can I say to make them say more <laughs> than just, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Otherwise it's like kind of a weird experience for the listener too. But, um, yeah, I think, I think that's important and it's something, I think it will get easier over time for you. Like you won't feel like super bad or crazy about it. Like eventually. Um, I mean, it still is pretty new for you, obviously mm-hmm. You've been doing it for a yeah. couple months. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think as an interviewee, it's always challenging, but like mm-hmm. the interviewer seat gets a lot easier over time, especially, um, the more confident, confident and comfortable you get with it, especially since you said like, it doesn't really bother you once you're actually doing it. I think it'll get even easier for you. Cause like when I first started, it was like, Oh my God, why am I even doing this? Because <laughs> I'm so introverted and I hate, like, I hate public speaking, but podcasting is like a little different because you don't really have to like control your facial expressions or like be all dolled up or have people staring at you and it's not live. So that's like the beauty of it basically. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about outsourcing. I know that is something that you wanted to do from the Mm get-go, but what made you want to do that? I know you have a lot going on. Uh, That's probably number one, but any other reasons for that? And how has it helped you kind of save time um, and get back time to do other stuff in your business and stuff? Yeah. So this is actually a question I've gotten a lot because, you know, other influencers, everyone's always looking for the next thing to kind of add to their arsenal and their media kit and their resume, if you will. And, you know, podcasting has become, I won't say it's become a fad because not, not everyone is doing it. Whereas everyone is on Instagram and pretending to be a blogger, you know, that's just like, okay, this is just the world we live in. Everyone's an influencer, but, um, there's been definitely a bigger shift of where I've seen influencers, um, add a podcast and write a book and blah, blah, blah. And so everyone's just asking me, you know, who does it? Do you have time? How long does it take? And they're asking all these questions. And for me personally, while I knew I could do everything from start to finish, because I do, I had a YouTube channel and I, you know, did two, three videos a week for a really long time in the beginning. I know how much work it is to edit video and that's audio and also the video element. So it's, you know, it's kind of a podcast on steroids, but, um, while I knew I could do it, I just don't have the capacity and I needed someone who would keep me on schedule. And this is what I've been telling everyone is that, you know, you can do, we as individuals can do a lot of things. Like the, the idea is not that it, it, can you do it or can you not do it? It's, are you going to be consistent with it? And is it going to fall to the wayside, you know, the week that you're not getting a lot of sleep or you get sick or, you know, all these other things kind of start to put, put be played in, put into effect. And what happens with me typically is, you know, I'll get the episode recorded, but then I'm not going to be editing it and it's not going to be on time. And that's just kind of how it works on my end, unfortunately, because I have so much going on. And so for me, I wanted the podcast. The only way it was ever going to be successful is if it was consistent and if it was stuck to a schedule and someone was basically lighting a fire under my ass to say, you're going to have to do this. And this is, you know, you have to record this episode this day and you have to send me this this day. And for me right now, just recording my guests. And honestly, all I do is reach out to my guests because, you know, that's a personal choice. You know, if 
that was going to be outsourced, I'd be okay with it. But I really want the personal touch of me actually reaching out to these people because most of them are people I know. And I don't want it to come from someone else is like, would you like to be a guest on Adelita a show as if they're not important enough to, you know, get the email from me. So all I do is I reach out to them, send them a couple questions, and then I record the episode. And that's pretty much the extent of what I do. Now, people don't realize that beyond just recording the episode, there is a hundred thousand other things that have to happen. And that's where people start to, like you said, they may not be consistent or things may start to fall apart after a couple weeks. You know, sure, you're so excited in the beginning and then you're like week 10, who, like, who's my next interview? I, I can't edit this in time. It's just, it becomes this mad dash at some point. You know, everyone starts out strong, I feel like with most things. And it's that consistency that I knew I wasn't be going to be able to do on my own that made me want to outsource for the reason I said is I just wanted to make sure it was going to be done and that I had the support there because I don't want the podcast to be, you know, falling to the wayside. My YouTube channel falls to the wayside, but that doesn't affect me as much it personally. You know, it's not like, oh gosh, I didn't get a video up this week. Whereas the podcast, it would be more, it would hurt not to because the podcast isn't about me. It's really about other people. And so I feel this larger sense of pressure almost to make sure that it's consistent versus a YouTube channel where, you know, I'm just like my five favorite products today. It's like people don't need to like that doesn't need to be put out there. Whereas my podcast show, I want it to be consistent, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And you're so right though. Like, it's just like, it's, you reach out to people, you hit record, you get them on the call and then you're, you're good. And you know, it's going to be handled and it probably feels really nice instead of being like, oh yeah, I hit record. And now I have 700 other things to do. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's too. interesting. <laughs> people don't realize how much more work there is to it because, you know, even though I have, like, we have the template of the show, it's, you know, the intro of like what the show is, then it goes into like a little bit of the guests quote, then I go into their bio and then we go into the show and then we have an ending. It's like, you know, there's a format. So right. there's a process. However, doing that every time and then managing a separate Instagram account for it, because I don't want that inundating my um, main Instagram feed, all of that starts to kind of add up, you know, sending email reminders to people, setting up the Zoom, doing the count, like all of that adds up. And I think that's really where people do not realize how much more work it is than just recording. Totally. Yeah. You're so right. And yeah, that's, that's really the reason why people either fall off the wagon or they get like 10 episodes in and then they're like, okay, I need help. Please help me. <laughs> and I think it's always good to have your processes down from the start. Cause uh, you know, if you, if I've had people come to me after like three months and they're like, here, here's all my stuff. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's so much. So like starting with it makes it so easy because you're able to get that process and routine down from the get go versus like, here, I just handed you all this clutter. Now you help me make this better. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was really good to start with you from the beginning. Obviously, spoiler alert, I am, I am the person who helps her with her podcast, if you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. So when it comes to your podcast, what do you feel like is working best right now? Like in terms of like the people you're interviewing or the format or like, what are you feeling like personally is working best? Honestly, I I don't know. I feel like everything so far is moving smoothly, but I think the batching of the episodes is really a big key piece of it because we are months ahead of schedule because what I like to do and you know, I'm going to change this up and it's something you and I have talked about offline, but 
I like to do three or four episodes in a week and typically in the same afternoon because for me personally, and you know, I know you're the same way. I really need to be in a mindset where I want to know about this person and I don't want to be, you know, in a bad mood or, and I don't want to be, you know, lacking sleep. So Thursday nights, I make sure I get enough sleep because typically I'm doing all the interviews on Friday and I just block out two to three hours, just knock out three interviews in that one day. And that is technically three weeks worth of content right there. Because again, we, we do one guest a week. So that has been really nice because I think it puts less pressure on everybody involved. It puts less pressure on me, puts less pressure on you and make sure the show is consistent because we have so much content. We're not like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we have to interview somebody. We don't have any interviews left. It's like, no, we have a huge arsenal. We've got months of content already done. And I think that just makes me it's kind of an interesting analogy. It's like if I was running on empty, it would be less motivating to keep going. Whereas since we have so many episodes, it's like even more motivating to keep adding more to the arsenal. I don't know if there's any comparison like that would be the same as that, but that's just how I feel. Like if we were flying by the seat of our pants and I didn't have next week's episode already recorded, I would feel less motivated to do it. If that makes sense. I just, I don't know why it is, but I just love adding more into the folders and being like, okay, another interview down, another interview down. It's just very satisfying to have that backlog. No, I agree too. And it also gives you more content to pull from too, because if you're like, because the way that we do things is you like things to be kind of spread out. So it's not like two people like very similar topics back to back. Mm -hmm. So it helps you have a better like pool of content. So you can be like, okay, I really want this episode and then this episode and you can spread it out instead of like, well, I only have these two guests and they're talking about similar stuff. So let's just roll with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm the same way. I, I record, so I, I do mine a little differently. I record like right now in the middle of my batch week as we're recording. So I record like 10 to 15 in one week and then I'm done for like a couple months. Well, this yeah. time I'm actually done through the end of the, I will be done through the end of the year because I don't want to try and work around a baby <laughs> mm-hmm. because baby schedules are weird and I don't want to have to be like, mm, sorry, my baby is crying. So we need to reschedule. this. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm recording through the end of the year right now, which is insane, but yeah, that's a story for another day. Um, cool. So kind of on the other side of things, what is kind of something you wish you could have done better with your podcast, if anything, and what did you learn from it personally? I don't think there's anything I could have done differently. I, I, you know, I alluded to this earlier where I feel like I am a procrastinator and things kind of start to fall to the wayside. You have to prioritize your day. And yeah, so I don't, I don't know if there is a failure at this point. I think the only thing I would say is that I've been, for the reasons I mentioned already about, you know, the podcast being about other people, it puts, it was an immense amount of pressure in the beginning because I just really wanted to launch it well. And I think I um, went a little overboard with just how detail oriented I was and nitpicky. And, you know, for me personally, I feel like nothing is ever good enough. And that's not just with the podcast, it's with my blog, it's with my content. And it's a reason I don't hit even hit publish on a lot of content that I create is because it's just not good enough. And I don't want to waste people's time. And so I've been really strict about that. You know, we've had a lot of changes and we've done a lot of altering, but we've gotten into this process where things are just so smooth now. But I know in the beginning, I was just like tearing things apart. And it was like, this isn't good enough. I sound like an idiot. I said, um, so many times, like, I just don't sound intelligent 
unintelligent or I'm confused in this episode or, you know, there, there's been a lot of that. And it's mostly just, it's just the way that I operate of like, nothing is ever good enough. It can always be better. And I've tried to kind of step back from that and just give myself a little bit more grace because it's really not that big of a deal. And for the most part, I sound pretty intelligent. You know, there's some guests on my show who want to go talk about a lot of things that I don't know about. And it's not to say that I'm not, you know, intelligent enough. It's just that those things aren't my interest and I don't want to talk about, you know, different things that don't interest me. So I don't know. I think that's been the kind of the biggest piece and it's been a learning lesson in the sense of like, just relax. It's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal, but there's still this pressure to put on a good episode because I don't want to waste people's time. I don't want to waste their um, commute time, you know, when they're going to and from work. I don't want to waste their time when they're cooking or cleaning around the house. I just, I want them to feel like they learned something and that they did gain something. So there's still that pressure, but I've just been a little bit less high strung about it, I would say. I think that's the biggest learning lesson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can totally agree with that. I mean, you put a lot of pressure on yourself and I was like, girl, you just need to calm down. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. If you say um, more than one time, people are going to be like, oh, this girl's an idiot. Like, I promise. Yeah. We're not, <laughs> people are not as judgmental as we think they are. We're a lot harder than on ourselves than, you know. Absolutely. Other Absolutely. So yeah, I, I love that you came to that realization because there was a point in time that I was like, girl, I'm going to murder you if you tell me <laughs> one more thing to be edited. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just kidding. But yeah, um, it, it's one of those things. And it's a lot, a lot of people do run into that in the beginning. They're just like, you know, I want this to be really perfect mm -hmm. and great. And like, nothing is perfect, but you know, it can be, it can be good. And I think so far your people have been happy with what have what has been put out and yeah. you know no one's been like oh my god why did I say that why didn't you edit that out or something like that um and if we, if we do have like a topic that is kind of like sensitive which you have had before then you definitely give the person the opportunity to review in advance so they're not like yes being put out and they're like oh my mm -hmm. god why did you put this out but as a whole I mean I think people are pretty pretty good about um you know saying what they want to say and then if they feel uncomfortable with it, then they'll let you know, like kind of close to or during the episode. So yeah. 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 I think it's been good to talk about sensitive topics, but just keep it respectful. You know, a lot of those topics are um, politics and religion. And then, you know, mental health is a very sensitive one, but I, I really do want to talk about those things. And it is unfortunate, you know, and this is something you and I have talked about a lot too, in that the U.S. is very much this taboo mindset of like, oh, you can't talk about sex. You can't talk about religion. You can't talk about who you're voting for in the election because people will lose their minds. Whereas in Europe, they're all talking about these things because they want to be educated. They want to understand why people believe the complete opposite of them. Whereas here, we just get so angry. And so my goal with the show is to talk about these sensitive topics and dive into them because this is someone's passion. Someone every day is, you know, a mental health advocate or they are a therapist or they're a psychologist or whatever. And they're dealing with these things that we can't even imagine, you know, being hit by children, being hit by adults, you know, dealing with these very, very sensitive things and situations. And I think gaining that perspective really educates us on how difficult it is and how real of a job and career and how much we need these things. And so that's just been, it's been fascinating to me because I want to get into the taboo that we have here in the U.S. and I want to talk about these things and I want to learn from people. I want to, you know, I want to be educated myself and then along the way, everyone listening is going to get educated too. 
Yeah. And I think you do a really good job about like talking about those things without it being like over the top political or over the top religious. You kind of let the person like talk about what they feel like they need to talk about. And both you and the guest are like, you know, respectful about it. It's not like I'm voting for XYZ person. And that's why, you know, it's mm-hmm, like just exactly. talking about the topic and making sure that, um, you know, it's, it's done in a way that is nice and not like over the top political or over top religious, but people still know that, you know, you are discussing these topics that are kind of more taboo. So I appreciate that too. And I think it's one of those things that it's, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to balance because sometimes people usually go over the top, but it's, you know, so far I'm like, okay, look, this person, like they talked about it and they did a really good job. And it wasn't like, whoa, um, you're going to turn off millions of people, not yeah. millions, but you know, you're going to turn off tons mm-hmm. of people if you release this episode kind of thing. Yeah. So. Have a podcast already and feel like you're in the groove with things, but you're not bringing in as many new listeners as you'd like, then you've got to check out my new freebie. It walks you through the five mistakes you're probably making with your podcast, which is directly resulting in a lack of new listeners month over month. If you want to grab this, head to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash mistakes to grab it now. So when it comes to like your listenership, obviously, I mean, I am looking at your analytics and stuff and it's kind of hard to tell via Libsyn or any other podcast host because they don't provide great analytics, but where do you feel like you're getting your listeners from, from the most part? Is it from your own social following? Cause you do have a pretty decent social following, or do you think it's, um, a combination of that and like your guests sharing with their people and whatnot? So it's definitely coming from. Instagram, I would say mostly. Um, And, you know, the hard thing about this is it's really hard to convert people to listen to podcasts if they don't already love them. But also it's like, there's so many tiers to listening to a show. First of all, you have to be a podcast listener and that is not the majority of people I would say. And most of my friends don't listen to podcasts. So unless I have them on the show, they're not listening to my episodes, which is fine. You know, it's not their cup of tea. That's why I have content on other networks, right? You know, there's different audiences on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. You're talking about totally different demographics, totally different um, people in different stages of life. So I knew that kind of from the beginning, but the people who have been the most passionate about the show definitely came from my Instagram. And then it's interesting to see, you know, some new people just following the Instagram account for the podcast because there's people on there who don't know about me. So they must have found the show somehow. And I'm kind of curious where they found the show, truthfully, because it's really hard to find something on the app unless you're actually looking for it. And I'm, I'm talking about Apple um, podcasts in particular. It's just very hard to find, get an attitude podcast. You know, it's not like someone's just searching like Adelaide of Deech. Like, you, you know, it's like, it, it's interesting to gain that listenership and it's very, very hard. You know, I may have almost a million followers across networks, but that doesn't mean all those people are listening. And I can tell you right now, TikTok people are not listening to any podcasts. They can barely speak English in terms of like, they're literally 13 years old. It's not, yeah. not that they're foreign, but it's like, they're not listening to podcasts. They're watching spoofs on TikTok. So the, right. it's just, 
it's hard, but I know that a lot of them did come from Instagram and then, you know, managing, you managing the Instagram account for the podcast has brought in new people as well, which is, which is good. I just, I do wish that more people converted and I really wish that people in my life listen to the shows, you know, like my mom doesn't even listen to podcasts. (laughs) She's like, um, no, Instagram is it for me. And now she's trying to get on TikTok. I'm like, mom, listen to the dang podcast. You're like, mom, this is more your speed than TikTok. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, listen, to these episodes they're so good and she's like sweetheart I don't have time to listen to it I'm like mom you're like doing so many errands and chores like just turn it on it's not that big of a deal but it's like people have to really be in the mindset to listen to a podcast it's just it's totally different it's so interesting to me Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I was turned on a podcast back in the day when a serial came out and that was like my first Me ever too. podcast. I think then- that was my first <laughs> podcast too, actually. I love that one. Right. And then from there I got like kind of addicted and then I went down this rabbit hole. But like you're right, not a lot of people do listen or they only listen to like one. Like I know they listen people- to serial or like yeah. these crime ones. The crime yeah. ones are doing so well right now because yeah. everyone thinks that they're a freaking FBI investigator. I know, CSI. right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is like the one I listen and the ones I listen to other than business ones. So I'm in the, I'm in the same boat there. I'm like, yep, I am, I am on criminal minds over here. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just like one of those things you're right. Like people like don't all listen to podcasts. I think our generation is kind of getting more into it, but mm-hmm. I don't think they won't, they won't like be super into it for a while at least. Like I think they will come around, but it's still one of those things that they're like, eh, no. But then YouTube <laughs> is funny because it's like, you can't really listen to a YouTube video without watching it. And podcasts, in my opinion, are way easier to consume than YouTube because, you know, if you leave YouTube like going, the screen turns off and then the video stops. And that's yeah. not the case for a podcast. So it's very interesting how people are like, oh, YouTube's easier. I'm like, no, it's actually not. You can't really watch a YouTube video and do laundry or your dishes right. or something. It's just kind of like something you have to do in the moment. But that's kind of how I feel about that, at least. Um, so yeah. So when it comes to those listeners, how do you kind of like convert those people over to being like a follower? I know a lot of them did come from your, you know, Mm -hmm. um, regular Instagram, but like, how do you kind of get those people, um, to be, you know, shopping your links or, you know, supporting you on your, um, on your, or your regular Instagram and all that stuff, because obviously it's a little different. You're not trying to turn them into clients or customers. Like a lot of my guests are, but you're, I mean, I guess a customer because they would shop through your links, but yeah. yeah. What do you like, what are you doing anything to kind of make that a reality? Or is that kind of something that you want to focus on later down the line? To be honest, I've really focused kind of this one way street of move people from Instagram to podcast. And I haven't really thought about pushing people from the podcast to Instagram or any of these other networks. Um, And honestly, the best way that we kind of engage them is the fact that we have the show notes over on my blog. So that has all the links, which again, here's another thing that you have to do for every episode that you don't think about until it's the last second. And you're like, oh crap, I have all these links that need to go somewhere. Now I need to create a page, you know, for this episode. It's like another thing you have to add onto the podcast list of list of things that you don't even think about, honestly. But, um, I think that's been the best way to actually have them convert. And I know a lot of people, I think it was my second episode, which was a solo. It talked about my favorite skincare products of 2019. And that one had a lot of good responses where people said, you know, I looked, I wanted to shop everything you mentioned and it was all right there in one easy place in this post. That was our show notes. All the links were there. So I think 
there's definitely this element of I can have the links and I can provide you with things if you want to shop. Um, but as you know, you know, personally, you know this well, but I never built my audience on this idea of sell, sell, sell and like shoving different products down their throat. I actually built my audience the complete opposite way. And a lot of it was about giving to people. So I did a lot of giveaways. I got so much makeup and skincare that I would do, you know, five boxes a month and just send to random people who did, you know, X, Y, Z on Instagram. You know, they follow me, they comment on my photos, they DM me, whatever it is. It was, there was some sort of criteria. So I actually built my audience by giving back. And so it's this interesting concept now where I'm trying to incorporate these links and try to push sales because that's what brands are looking for. But it's just not really me. Like I'm tired of being the salesperson in every aspect. So how I see myself now is really more of a definitely a skincare product expert. Um, I would say that I know more about skincare and it's so interesting. Every time I attend a class and people are just amazed by all this information, I'm like, I've known that for like 10 years. You know, it's interesting to kind of get that perspective and be like, oh, wow, I actually know more than I think I do. But I think for me, it's more of being this like product recommender and saying, these are good things. These are not so great things. This is my experience. And just being I guess it's more organic sales, but I'm not, you know this very well. I'm not the girl who's like, oh my God, this t-shirt comes in 55 colors. Go buy it. It's on sale for 24 hours. Like that is not going to be me. I just, that <laughs> I just annoys that. me. <laughs> and it's just, there's already too many people doing it, but I also don't feel like that brings value to people long-term. Like the fast fashion is a big problem in the world, especially here in the U.S., and so that is not going to be me. I'm not going to be telling you this comes in 99 colors. I have it in 60 of those colors and you got to get 20 of the colors. Like that's not I. So <laughs> it's been, I, I feel like that goes back to the podcast too, where I haven't really pushed any sponsorships. I haven't done any like ads of any kind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully down the road we can add those and we can have, you know, our 30 second reel in the beginning of an episode and give them that time. And that could be another revenue source. But right now I just, I'm just kind of liking having something that doesn't have to push sales and, you know, you doing the show notes and having the links to any products I mentioned, that is as good as I want to do right now. And like I said, down the road, if we have, you know, 10,000 listeners, we can really sell, you know, a 30 second spot. But again, I don't want it to be random things. I don't want to promote stuff that does not make sense to me. Like, I'm not, I'm just using this as an example because you're pregnant, but I'm not going to promote something for like an expecting mother when I'm not in that scenario. And I feel like a lot of podcasts do have a lot of irrelevant ads and I don't want to go like down that path. I don't care how much money they want to give me. I don't need to be talking about something that has no relevance to me or my life. It could maybe have relevance to the guest. You know, maybe I'm, um, you know, interviewing someone who delivers babies. And so that could make sense, but I just really want to keep it as organic as possible. And so I've kind of not been converting as much and saying like, go here to do this. It's been like, just rate and review and subscribe to the show guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good though. I mean, like you said, you're not one of those people who's constantly trying to push the sale and that's like perfectly right. fine. And I feel like, of course, it's important to have a call to action, whether that's, I mean, you tell people to go follow you on Instagram. That is a call to action in itself. It's just not hard call to action. It's just kind of like right. a soft push. Like I'm hey, not like, go, go buy this you. now. <laughs> right. You need it. it. It comes in a hundred colors and I have 20 of them and you need it in at least five. Yeah, you're right. 
those people drive me nuts too. And you will never be that person. And I so appreciate that. Because, <laughs> you know, your skincare recommendations are great. And like, that's what you're becoming known for. And that is so much better than becoming known for the person that has a closet used car of, salesman. <laughs> yeah. The person that has a closet full of the same shirt in the same te- peplum shirt in 10 colors. <laughs> that they probably don't even wear any of them. They probably wore it like once and then but it's it away. so comfy. The few times <laughs> that they wore it, it was just the comfiest thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I love it. So cool. So what is one piece of advice that you, you would give to anyone who's looking to start their podcast, but they just don't even know where to begin. I mean, I, obviously we've all been there when we're starting our podcast. So as someone who just recently kind of started their journey, it's good to hear from, you know, you since you're kind of in that boat you just started a couple months ago. So I think the biggest piece of advice and, you know, different podcasting pros that I've, you know, had on my show and whose show I've been on just like you um, have said different things about this, but I really think that with anything you need to think it through. I don't think you should start a show where you're just like talking about random things every episode and there's no storyline, there's no theme, there's no um, cohesiveness. Like I think you need to pick something and kind of stick with it and have it a little bit more mapped out. You know, I think with a blog, with any project, really anything that you're doing online, anything you're creating for anybody ever has to have some kind of theme and some kind of um, outline. So for me, obviously, I decided to go and interview people in different careers who have different passions, who are just doing different things. So it's, you know, a jewelry designer one day, then it's a, you know, Bravo TV, red carpet mom the next. And we're talking about motherhood and being on the red carpet. And then I'm, I'm talking to a fashion designer and then I'm talking to a mental, mental health um, expert. So it's all, that was kind of what I wanted for my show. So I think if you're wanting to start out, figure out what you're going to talk about, what are you passionate about? And I have seen people do a really good job of focusing on different topics and different seasons. And I think that can work too. So maybe, you know, season one, you're going to talk about, um, I'm just back on this mental health train, but maybe you talk about um, going through anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And then season two, you're talking about health and fitness. And you kind of have to give people some kind of structure because they need to know what to expect. And that's why I don't think just going guns blazing of like, wow, I want to start a show, but I have no idea. That's not how you want to do it. Figure out what it is, figure out the concept, outline some episodes. Are you going to have guests? Are you going to be the only one talking? Um, you know, you got to think that stuff through in order for it to be successful and make sense. Otherwise you're just creating content that for me personally, I feel like if it's not got some kind of structure, it's just wasting people's time. And I'm really big on not doing that. It's like, I do not want to waste someone's time and have them come and be like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why did she put this episode out? So that's really what I'm striving to not do. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really great advice. I think a lot of people just kind of like, they're like, oh my God, especially right now during like we're recording. This yeah. Right now everyone's like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, are you sure you right. like, what, what about, <laughs> you know, like what's right. your passion? You're like, did you even think this through? Or are you just doing it because right now everyone's home and you're wanting to take advantage of that? And I think like, I've had a lot of, I've had an uptick in people's 
launching podcasts with me recently too. I mean, but they have been thinking about it for years and months and stuff. So they just had extra time. So that makes total sense. But yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's important not to do it willy nilly. Cause I know when I first started my podcast, like I had an idea and it was a decent idea, but like once I got into it, I was like, well, like this is not really serving my business very well because I'm talking with all these different experts and like, I wanted them to be kind of go hand in hand and they yeah. didn't really do that very well. It was just like, Oh, one week I'm talking about Facebook ads and the next I'm talking about this, but I'm not actually infusing what I do into this. So it's, it's definitely one of those things you want to think through before going with it. Cause it's a lot of work to put into it to realize, Oh, I actually haven't done my research for this. And you know, you have to start from scratch. And that's what I ended up doing. I ended up starting over when I started my new business. So that's, that's a story for another day, but, um, to avoid that, it's definitely good to have like a plan and have like your content mapped out at least, for your first couple episodes. So you know that it's like a viable thing because you don't want to like start and be like, oh, this is not really what I want to do. And then put all this time and effort for no reason. So, so yeah, lastly, I like to end this with asking people what their favorite podcast is currently. Do you have, I mean, I know some people who have podcasts (laughs) don't really listen to them, but if you do, I'm always curious uh, what people like to listen to. So this will come as no surprise to you. Um, my favorite podcast, it's been my favorite podcast for a long time, even before it got really big, but it's, um, the skinny confidential him and her with Lauren Everett's Bostick and her husband, Michael Bostick. I love them. I just think they are, they're just a great couple together. And I love that she always gives him a hard time and he's kind of like (laughs) shooting it back at her. And they basically have a podcast, uh, they're doing what I'm doing and they've been doing it for a very long time. And they're, interviewing very successful people, CEOs of huge corporations and just very inspirational people. And again, the same concept that I'm doing, they're just on a whole nother level. So that's kind of where a lot of my inspiration even came from because I learned so much from listening to a lot of their episodes about people just in different fields, but they also have a lot of people who, I'm not going to say that they're just a normal person, but they, they have no desire to be public at all. And they talk about their career and they're like, I've never done this before. So they're getting people who don't do interviews. And I think that's also really unique. I think that's gives you more perspective about people who just do all sorts of different things. Like they had a um, sexual health doctor on there once and things got really crazy when she's talking about like, this is going to, you know, do this and this is going to do this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know any of this stuff. And this woman wrote a book, but she does not do interviews. And so it's just very interesting that they are able to pull people who don't necessarily do the speaking um, really ever. So they're finding really interesting people um, all year. So yeah, I really do. I love their show. And then there's a couple others, but I think I'm the most consistent with that show. It starts to kind of pile up because there's a lot of different ones that I like. I like the bitch Bible. I also really like um, off the vine with Caitlin Bristow and then obviously the serials and some of these big ones. And then I'm forced to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because my fiance listens to that constantly. And so he'll turn it on the large speaker. And I know I've told you this before too, but I'm shocked that that is the number one podcast, but he kind of does the same. I think the really good podcasts always have like these interview style where you bring on interesting people, but like he's had Elon Musk on a show. And right. it's like, that is so cool. You know, like I would want to have him on my show, but I think, um, yeah, that's kind of the, a, a long list, but I would say the Skinny Confidential is definitely the favorite. And then I do listen to a lot of stuff 
um, on and off. You know, I, I'll turn some things on and not all episodes are great, like you said, but I think if a show has structure and it's got a good host, um, I'll always go back to it. Yeah. And no, I'm definitely not surprised by your, your pick of confidential. <laughs> like every time you send me something, you're like, look, look at how they do this and look at how they do that. I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, they, that, that is a good one. I, I like it too. I don't listen consistently, but, um, I'll find episodes and I'm like, Ooh, this sounds interesting. So, um, yeah, but yeah, before you go, just plug yourself, your, you know, your Instagram, your TikTok, your podcast, all that good stuff. I am basically everywhere at Attitude, and it's spelled, so my name's Ada. Well, that's my nickname, but it's spelled um, A-D-A-A-T-U-D-E. So there's an extra A in the middle, and it's spelled with my name. Um, And that is pretty much across the board. You can search that, and everything will pop up. And then my podcast is called Get an Attitude, and it's spelled the same way. It's Get N-A-D-A-A-T-U-D-E. So we kind of took a little spin on Attitude, which is, you know, the normal normal noun and made it my attitude spelling. So we got very creative. I'm really proud of the show. And yeah, if you guys want to come check it out, we've had some really awesome guests. Yeah, I'll definitely link our episode down below so that people can go check it out and I'll link in the show notes as well. Um, And I'll link all your socials and all that good stuff and go check out her show. It's, I'm not saying it's amazing because I help with it, it really is like, (laughs) it is really amazing. (laughs) It's really good. And like my husband helps too. And he enjoys the episode, which is super funny because I was like, oh God, he's going to be super bored with this. But like half the time he's like, oh wow, that was actually really good. Like I was really, I know that's the interesting (laughs) thing is like, I've gotten really great feedback from men about the show and I think that's so fascinating to me because you know that my audience is like 18 to like 30 or 45 55 pretty much all females I never focus on males and so the fact that I have all this great feedback from guys really made me proud but I was the same way I was like Aaron I don't want you to listen to this and he's like this is actually a pretty good episode I know we're doing (laughs) something here we're making some magic yeah before I tell my husband like before he edits it I'm like oh I think you're actually really gonna like this one or like I'm like oh this might be a little hard (laughs) to listen to like your your Sephora one I'm sure that was really fun he was like uh cool look at all these serums and moisturizers he's like like, I don't know what that is what even is that you know like I don't think he like washes his face with anything other than soap so you know (laughs) don't tell me that don't tell me that I can't hear that (laughs) but yeah well thank you so much for being here I really enjoyed chatting with you today thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure as always Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode 151. See you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.